Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world? This is your girl, Marisa, at the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Please tell me out there, Heard That Nation, football fans, was it not this past Monday, one of the greatest Monday night football games that you ever witnessed? You don't even need to be a Ravens fan. You don't even need to be a Cincinnati, or Cincinnati, sorry about that. Let's go other part of Ohio, Cleveland Browns fan. You don't need to be neither one of those, but be a fan of what took place on the field this past Monday. It felt like a, a play in football pads and cleats, if you will. I, I have never, no, I'm going to take that back. I don't want to say I've never seen anything like it, but I've never seen anything like it, if that makes sense. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, both of them trying to lead both of their teams of victory. And I, I, let me say this before I continue on. Dog Pound, y'all are some dedicated fans. And the record that y'all have currently right now at nine wins, four losses, you all deserve all the credit whatsoever, and this winning record. You deserve it. I applaud you. Baker Mayfield played out of his mind, 28 to 47, 343 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, did everything that he could, side passes, overthrow passes, shoulder passes, running it himself in for a touchdown. Uh, it, it, was, it was incredible that he practically, on some of the plays, uh, put the, the game on his back. Nick Chubb was just magic. 17 carries, 82 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jarvis Landry doing his part. Uh, Kareem Hunt was, had 77 yards. He had a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 11-17, 163 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, he, he struggled in the beginning, and it seemed like that 
he was, it was his cleats on skates or on ice or something because he just kept falling, kept stumbling. He had the defense for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, give them all the credit, obviously, but they, 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 they stifled him majority of this game. And he did something that was the buzz of social media um, that I don't think that a lot of people, including myself, I, I don't, I don't think I, I call it, well, I want to call it two things. I call it cramp gate and crap gate because as many of us witnessed, he left in the fourth quarter, uh, Lisa Salters, ESPN, it was on ESPN. Uh, the game was, and she had said that he left because of cramps. He was having issues with cramps. Now ESPN and their amazing camera, camera trickery, uh, went and did a camera shot of Lamar running towards what it looked like a restroom. And so <laughs> Twitter was all a buzz on, okay, well, he's jogging perfectly fine to the locker room. So it has to be more you know, to the restroom. So it has to be more than just cramps. You, you mean dot, 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 you know, if you got to make a run for it look, towards the restroom, that can mean only one thing. And of course, you know, Lamar uh, defended his actions on, on, on Twitter saying that it wasn't, you know, that he needed to take a number two uh, where everybody, including myself, was like, mm, something interesting where miraculously the cramps look like they subsided. But anyways, just moving on from there, Trace McSorley took over, uh, had a, a, a troubled struggle time against the, the, the Cleveland's defense. And then unfortunately himself, he uh, lost his footing on a play that was happening, I believe, on second and third or third down. And uh, it looked like that he may have rolled his ankle. He was down for a minute. And what it looked like to be where the third stringer was going to come in, out from the locker room, merges Lamar Jackson, ready to go, ready to war. And it was a fourth down play. I want to say fourth and 10, fourth and 15 that was happening. And he made two key throws that was absolutely outstanding that I, I, I was in shock uh, of what transpired. And another thing too, because Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown was having some issues holding on to the ball. Like the ball was covered in some kind of oil and butter mixture. He couldn't hold on to key plays to save his life. But the one that he got from Lamar Jackson to uh, go up and, and, and take the lead from uh, the Browns, he scored a touchdown. It was so great. So you were like, okay, maybe this game is a wrap. It's going to be done, whatever. Baker Mayfield was just absolutely a wizard and, and completely rallied the, the offense and they, they answered right back, scored. Um, and it, it was one of these games where I was like, okay, sweet. It's going to go to overtime. It's probably going to go down to the wire. It's going to go down to a last play. We're going to go see more of this game because – all of a sudden, social media has got active. Fans were active. LeBron James went on there and, you know, was just cheering through the, through the keyboard of his phone or computer or whatever. And then the goat of all goats with a golden leg on the drive that the Ravens had because it was just like Lamar could not miss when he came back into the game. Justin Tucker if this man, after he retires from the National Football League, does not make a statement and become a first ballot hall of famer for kickers something is completely wrong 
with the Hall of Fame, uh, the Football Hall of Fame voting committee because he is just one of the best kickers I've ever seen in the National Football League. From 55 yards, of course he did not miss. Of course it went through and connected with three seconds left in the game. Ravens go up by three. Browns, I mean, you've already made a statement. Let's see what kind of magic you're going to pull out of your hat. And unfortunately, it fell flat through. They played lateral, and the lateral went all the way back through to it. They caused a safety. End of game, 47 uh, to 42. Now, the thing that was interesting to me was I was hearing the, the, the commentators and, and, and the announcers during the game, the Monday night crew uh, that was talking, it was saying, you know, Cleveland has nothing to hang their head about and everything else. But the camera picked up the fans everywhere. Like they were, they were so devastated about this loss that it was just right there in their hands. It was right there in their laps. And I, I believe it too. I thought for sure that the Browns were going to go and have a 10-3 and record. It would have been something incredible to, to see because if the Browns would have won last night, which would have meant the Bills would have clinched a playoff berth. And that would have just, I mean, the Bills, that's a whole different talk show, a whole different story. They're playing absolutely amazing themselves. Josh Allen, I don't even know why he's not considered as an MVP. That's my opinion. But what he's done with the Browns so far this season is just absolutely outstanding. But this team, the, the, the Browns are for real, folks. The Browns are for real. Um, what Kevin Stefanski has done with this team in the short period of time that he's been there, is just nothing short of just awe, just absolutely amazing. And he needs to be recognized for the efforts that they get. And I really hope that the Browns, I think it's been since 2002, uh, Browns fans, you can correct me, you know, hit up on my email, uh, heard that with marisa.com if I'm incorrect on that. I think this was around 2002 that the last time they had a playoff run. And I'm rooting for him. I really am. Uh, from the 2017 horrible 0-16 to where we, you know, fast forward to now. I mean, just Baker playing amazing. Jarvis Landry playing amazing. The, the defense is just, you know, dialing in uh, what the coaches and the staff has done with this team after, you know, they cleaned house of coaches and uh, the prior GM is just absolutely phenomenal. So kudos to them. Given all the, the shout-outs to, you know, the Ravens and the, the Browns and what they're doing, you got another team right now that they are the only team that's winless right now. They have nothing going for them but the possible number one draft pick, and that would be the New York Football Jets, sitting at 0-13. And, and here's my advice to them. Don't win another game. Don't do it. Because otherwise, you'll be tied there with the 1-12 Jacksonville Jaguars, and then you got all the talents that are coming out of college into the, the, the NFL. And I'm hearing a lot of rumblings from fans and asking them, especially the Jets fans, you know, who they want to draft, who they want to, you know, if they were able to lock up this number one pick, who they want to see. And it's between uh, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson and um, Justin Fields of Ohio State. 
Now, it's interesting to me that they want to lock up a quarterback when you have Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold, unfortunately, has had his struggles. He's had his injuries. He's had his issues, um, you know, during the game. I mean, there's so much to pull and to pick apart of the New York football Jets, what they need, what key pieces that they need. The offense is, is lacking. The defense is horrendous. Adam Gaze, does he stay? Does he go? Um you know, just just so much uncertainty with this team. The certain thing is they just cannot get it together. They almost did against the Raiders a couple of weeks ago where it looked like they were going to score their first victory, but the Raiders pulling the rabbit out of their hat, you know, with the head coach John Gruden uh, held off the, the Jets. So they sit at 0-13. What do you do? Where do, Who do you pick up and everything else? I say don't win no more games. Join the winless Lions and the, I think it was 2004, 2006, one of the years that uh, the Lions went winless. We were the, the first team to do it. And I'm a Lions fan. So shame on me for not remembering the year that we went 0-16. It's a memory that I don't want to talk about, but yet it keeps being brought up on every single doggone football special and stat when they talk about the Lions organization, uh, the Browns that we that I just talked about, and the Jets, you want to come on there, the 2020 Jets, anything that could possibly happen in 2020, all the craziness that has happened of this year, add the misfit cherry on top of a dumpster fire Sunday and be that third team that comes along board of the 0-16 yacht. Just do it. Lock up the number one pick. I don't know if you need a quarterback. I, I think that Sam Darnold should stick with that, that the team should stick with Sam Darnold. Uh, I think there definitely needs to be a move in the coaching aspect. I don't think that Adam Gaze is the guy. Um, you know, Jets fans would, you know, weigh in on that and give the opinion. Uh, Mike Greenberg that I heard from Get Up, he definitely has his huge opinions about the Jets itself. Um, so but I think Adam Gaze, they need to definitely move on from him as well as other key pieces in that uh, New York football Jets organization. They, they need to move on. And uh, again, I think that y'all should just stick with being winless. That's just my opinion of it. And uh, who knows, you may seem like that you're a loser right now, but during the draft, that key player that you pick, and hopefully you'll get some more picks in between, will turn your season around and y'all end up becoming winners. So who knows about that? I'm excited and about the, the NCAA season. It's underway, the, foot, the basketball season. I, I'm excited about it. And again, those that have listened to uh, previous episodes know that I'm a fan of the Big Ten, except for the team that's in Ohio. Will not mention them on my show. Uh, my husband is a big fan of them. You know, how we got married, he convinced me, he swayed me, he rom romanced me, and then pulled out the scarlet and gray. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but the, the Big Ten basketball season, the, the, the teams there, they look good. The conference looks good. Um, obviously, you got your heavy hitters, Michigan State uh, being up there, but Iowa, Luke Garza, the big man, um, he, he is he's phenomenal uh, what he is doing for Iowa and, and that team and uh, an early candidate for the Wooden Award, um, which you don't see 
well, I haven't seen, but you don't see a lot of, you know, big men being recognized uh, for that award. I, I just think that the pace that he is on, for sure, he's he's going to end up winning it because they're just they're just they're just they're just good. They're just locked in. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them this Saturday when they go against uh, the number one team in the country, Gonzaga. Um, God willing, if they all stay healthy and um, both teams don't uh, test for COVID and they're able to play. But this is going to be a really good key matchup between both of these teams that got uh, a strong starting five. Um, they're key players that are in that are on both sides. Uh, like I said, Luca Garza, that's averaging 29.2 points. Uh, his, his field goal, or, um, his uh, free throws are 71.1, uh, and the field goals are 69.1. Um, just, just absolutely outstanding playing from these Big Ten teams. And, you know, just, it, it's, it's going to be absolutely good uh, to watch this game, and I'll definitely be tuned in, you know, and of course I'll be tuned in to, you know, my boys, the Michigan Wolverines, who sit at 6-0 and and is sitting at 25. Interesting, they start the season at 25, then we had a hard time beating Oakland in regulation. They kicked us out of the top 25, and then we had to win three more games for them to put them back in the top 25. I think they're a sleeper team. It's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, Michigan being one of them, Michigan State, Iowa, uh, Illinois, um, um, Minnesota is sitting there undefeated right now. Northwestern's two and one, you know, so it, it's, it's going to be a, a mixed bag. I, I just cannot wait to see what else unfolds now that the big 10 season has started and, uh, th- these key matchups that are going to be happening. Uh, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be absolutely good. Uh, we're seeing the normal household names of basketball, college basketball, if you will. The Kentuckys struggling, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks struggling, Duke struggling. Uh, usually seeing them in the top five, let alone the top ten, they're not there. And, um, you know, so it's good to have a little change up and to have some uh, new teams, some new faces up in there that is doing very well. And let me roll back real quick. Back to football for a minute. Shout out to Coastal Carolina, and hopefully I'm saying this right, the Chanticleers. Um, they, they are absolutely phenomenal, well-deserving to be in the top 10. And I think that if it, if it boils down to it and they end up their season just you know undefeated, give them a shot for the championship. Why not? Give them a shot. People are going to sit there and say, you know, their conference is weak and blah, 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 and they didn't play real opponents and everything else. If you think they haven't played real opponents, then you need to go back and play and watch the BYU game that they, they, they played, uh, I want to say, a week or two ago. That game was amazing, amazing for those that doubt this team. Uh, so shout out to them and what they're doing because uh, – I'm curious to see when it gets down to the bowls, where, where they're going to be and uh, where they put them at. So hopefully they will give them all the credit and credit is due and let these young men, they work so hard and, and what they've done and been undefeated, give them a shot. Let them go for it. Wonder Woman is coming out. Wonder Woman 1984. And yes, 
ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go see it in a theater. I'll be wearing a mask. I'll social distance. There'll be a Christmas present to myself, from me, to me. Uh, Something about, you know, the surround sound of all the action and everything that's going to be happening is what I'm going to live for. And I definitely will be seeing this in the theater for sure. I mean, the first Wonder Woman, I mean, don't judge me. I saw it at least about 10 to 12 times. Okay, I'm lying. 20. But... Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, back in this, uh, this new movie that's coming out. I'm curious to see how Kristen Wiig is going to pull off being the villain in this one. Uh, from the feedback that I've seen, it, it, is, it, is, it seems like it is good. Um, there's it been journalists and movie critics and everything that I have not seen uh, a negative review uh, about that. And of course, Patty Jenkins can't do nothing wrong in my eyes, the brilliance that she brings to her writing and, or, and everything. So, I mean, she's just, she's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I didn't see a Rotten Tomatoes rating on it. They're doing something with this movie um, and, and taking the risk on it. I mean, obviously because of the pandemic and things that have been moved back several times, uh, they are streaming, allowing streaming service as well as being shown in the theater. So it, it's going to be interesting when the numbers come out of how well this will do. Is a you know a movie that's going to be offered not only in the in the theaters but also streamed as well. So um, I, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Gal Gadot, perfect whatsoever. Uh, when I saw the trailer for this movie coming out. I, she's just perfect as, 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 you know, Diana Prince in slash Wonder Woman. So I know that she's going to definitely bring it in this movie. I'm excited about it. I'll definitely write a blog about it in my review on my, uh, heard that, uh, with Marisa.com page that you all can check out. So I want to end with this because we are coming to the end of a year and we have seen so many things happen in 2020, for sure, that has been life-changing, life-altering, a little bit of crazy, um, made us all reflect. And I hope uh, that you all listening, you know, you did a lot of reflecting and, and not in a stressful, upset way because of this pandemic and COVID and what it's done and unfortunately has taken the lives of over 300,000 people. 300,000 people are no longer on this planet, no longer living, no longer here. And we can complain about our teams not making it to a playoffs, that a certain coach is not doing well leading a team, that the ranking system is, is rigged, the refs are rigged and all that. And I'm that kind of fan too. You know, I'll, I'll, I, I am, I mean, completely transparent, you know, honest. But as I look at the, the next few weeks we have left of 2020 and what we've all gone through, 
we're here for a reason. And what I want everyone to realize is there is a purpose. There is something that you can do that you have shelved for so long that you should revisit and, 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 and take, a, take a look at. Is there a book you wanted to write? A play you wanted to produce? Someone that you wanted to reach out to that was your friend a long time ago and you just need to reconnect over Zoom, over FaceTime? Something as, as little as a connection. On, on my previous, on my previous uh, episode that I had, I spoke to one of the most phenomenal people that I had the honor of meeting, Trevor Romain, about the power of connectivity. And it's, it's on a podcast episode, which I truly do encourage you all to take a listen to. He is an author. He is um, an illustrator and has such amazing books that are out. And he sponsors uh, this podcast here. And he gave just so many gems about the importance of connecting, the importance of reaching out, the importance of checking on one another and, and making sure that everyone is good, that everybody's in their right mind, that, you know, kids, and that, that's what his niche is, and that's what he, he connects with as well as with kids, that they go through so many levels of emotions, grief, sadness, heartbreak, uh, trauma, the uncertainty. We as adults, we're going through it with this pandemic, but if you have children, they're going through the same thing too. And that's the thing that we can't forget about. I don't have any children. I have, you know, I'm so blessed to have nieces and nephews that I talk to on a daily basis. And I check in on my family and my husband checks on with his and we check, you know, each other and make sure that we're good in a good space. And it's so key and it's so important that we all continue to do that. Even as this year comes down to a close, we need to continue to do that into the new year beyond just a month, beyond six months, beyond nine months, it is good to make sure that we, that we check on each other and make sure that we're okay. And the messages since starting this podcast, the messages that I've gotten, uh, the notes that I've gotten, the, encour- the encouragement words have brought me through and I appreciate every single one of them. On the flip side of that, I've also gotten emails and, and notes in and emails. I've said that twice, emails. But I go back to that to people. They're saying, "I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm at a really dark place right now." I've seen posts on Twitter of people. I don't even know them. Okay, I don't even you know. I'm not friendly with them and everything else. But people out there just want somebody to talk to. They want somebody to listen. Be that person to do so. Take a moment out of your busy schedule and just be like, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? And I ask you, the listener, how you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on with you? You all good? Let's talk about it. Let's deal with what you're going through because we all need each other. The power of connectivity is so real. And, and, and Trevor Romain talked about that. On the, on the podcast episode, um, the previous podcast episode, that the, the power of connection is so real that we need to stay connected with one another more so 
than ever during this time. I talk sports, I talk about movies, I talk about music, I talk about you know, different things that are happening, the adjustments that made this, but this whole year has been nothing but an adjustment. It has been a shift, it has been the new normal, it has been uncertain, it has been frightening, it has been um, the big I don't know. Day after day after day after day after day, there's times where I have to turn off the news because just the images of people in long lines for food and assistance and help and not knowing where their next meal is going to come from, if they're going to be able to return to their job, if they ever going to get a job, if they're able to pay their rent, reach out to those people. If you know them especially, if there's a nonprofit organization for you to hook up to, reach out to them and see what you can do on your end. I know that because of the pandemic, some places are limiting their volunteers right now, but there's other things that you can do and you can support by, you know, reposting something that they put up about, you know, getting the word out that they can reach out to that particular nonprofit for help. Um, donate money if you have it. Donate your time again if they allow it. But the power of connection, ladies and gentlemen, is so important and we need to have each other's backs and we need to connect and we need to make sure above everything else, are we good? Are we okay? How are you doing? And that's how I end it with this. How I end this episode. I thank each and every one of you for listening to my rambles on from podcast episode to podcast episode. But this of checking in and mental health, those are things that I will not waver from and I will not give up from because everyone out there, you are important, you are valued, and you are cared about by me. So I thank you for tuning into today's podcast episode. And as I always end every episode, please take care and stay safe. Follow Heard That with Marisa Tigney on social media on Facebook, Heard That Marisa 5 on Instagram, and at Lovely Marisa T on Twitter. Thank you for your continued support.